Welcome to the Equinity Podcast, where horse owners just like you share their incredible Equinity stories and how Equinity is changing their horses' lives. Whether you're searching for something to give your performance horse better focus, faster recovery, and more stamina, or in the extreme case where all hope seems lost, give your horse what it needs to help heal at a cellular level, you'll find it here. So jump in on today's episode to hear how Equinity is helping horses worldwide. Now, welcome your host, John Dowdy. Hello and welcome to this week's Equinity Podcast. We're going to swing up into Virginia. We've got Sarah Turner on and we are going to talk about fox hunting, although I was corrected just a bit into fox chasing, but it's uh, we'll get we'll get into that. So uh, the difference, what is this sport? And uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I've never personally done it, but after speaking with Sarah, I think I'm sold. So without further ado, Sarah Turner, welcome to the Equinity Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you, and I'm excited for this one because I don't believe that we've had anybody in this fox hunting, fox chasing niche on the Equinity Podcast. So let's talk about this sport that you do. How did, uh, how far back does it go? And tell us a little bit about uh, the adventures. Sure. I'm excited to talk about it and share my experiences with Equinity and with my two thoroughbreds who I actively hunt. So I'm located between Charlottesville and Richmond in Virginia, and I'm lucky enough that I live in what I consider the epicenter of fox hunting in the country. There are recognized hunts all over the U.S., and uh, when I say recognized, that means they're recognized by the Master of Fox Sounds Association, which is actually located two hours north of me in Middleburg, Virginia. It's a deep, deep, traditional, long part of the Virginia culture, and it's a wonderful, wonderful sport if you enjoy horses and we call them hounds we don't say dogs um (laughs) dogs the countryside an adrenaline rush then it's a sport for you unlike most other equestrian sports there's not a ribbon at the end of the day and i'm just fine with that there's a big smile on your face and everyone's high-fiving that you survived the day (laughs) (laughs) um, we are out there to have fun enjoy the countryside enjoy our horses and enjoy watching the hounds work. So that's that's the sport. And the hunts that I hunt with, they'll be a scheduled hunt three days a week. So unlike horse showing, which I did in my past life, if you have a bad show, you walk away, oh, this wasn't great. I chipped that jump and, you know, it, I just spent the whole weekend and the whole week preparing for it. If you have a bad hunt or something goes wrong, guess what? You wake up two days later, you go back out and you try it again. And Everyone's there, and it's a, it's a very uh, it's a very deep rooted community in the fox hunting world. Um, very supportive, deep, you know, just people want to have fun and want everybody to be safe. So I'm I'm happy to tell you a little bit how a typical hunt would work if you want me. Absolutely. To like well, we've come this okay. far. We can't stop now. Okay. Well, we each club has us has staff and our what we we have a huntsman who manages and takes care of our hounds. Each club will have, I don't know, somewhere between maybe 80 and 120 hounds that they feed and care for. And our hounds are our pride and joy. And so much goes into their breeding and their care. So we'll show up at what we call a fixture. It's pre-scheduled, a time and a place. And usually it's in the middle of a cow field somewhere or at someone's beautiful estate in central Virginia. You park your trailer and the hound truck will arrive with usually 30 hounds and the staff horses all crammed into a trailer and you you know the members of the hunt show up we finish tacking up we get on our proper attire and 
there will be maybe a quick what they call stirrup cup in the beginning. If someone's hosting the hunt, they'll be walking around with cups of port and maybe some donuts and on a silver platter. That's on a more, you know, regular, uh, bigger organized day. During the week, it's not quite the fanfare. <laughs> and uh, the huntsmen will, the masters of the hunt will make any necessary announcements. And the group will be divided into three groups, first flight, second flight, third flight. And your first flight group, we ride up with the hounds, we keep up with the huntsmen, we gallop, we jump, we go, we do whatever is necessary to keep up with the hounds and the huntsmen. Second flight will do the same as first flight, but they typically go around the jump. And then third flight is more of a, they call them hilltoppers. They are out to enjoy the scenery. They just want to enjoy the countryside and they stay at a walk and trot. So there's a little bit of everything depending on your riding ability and your horse's ability or what you're comfortable with. Like I said, we'll hunt with 30 hounds. A hunt can last typically anywhere from three to five hours. Um, And you just never know what the day is going to bring. You could be walking for three hours and the hounds is the sense is just not good that day and there's always lots of theories as to why everyone's you know rumbling and saying oh it's too wet or it's too dry you could hit a line within five minutes of casting the hounds and be on a two-hour gallop (laughs) um (laughs) and when i say it's not just a gallop on pristine beautiful footing we are going down gravel roads we're going through mud we're going on hard surfaces you know, my farrier always jokes because he shoes a lot of adventures, and he says, I could put, I'll put some stud holes in there, and you can figure out what studs you want for the day, depending. I said, well, I'm sorry, but I, I can't predict if I'm going to be on roads or mud. You know, I said, we'll yeah. be in everything. Right. So our horse has to be very alert, very keen, very athletic. You know, they're, they're special. You, it's hard to find a good hunt horse because you could gallop up a hill, blast up a hill and through the woods and, you know, through really trappy creek crossings and then stand at what we call a check. And that's where the huntsman is calling the hounds in and he's counting them very quickly. And he's deciding where he's going to redirect them. Right. Well, that's hard for a horse after a big adrenaline rush like that. Then they have to, then they're supposed to stand and be perfect. <laughs> um, but that's what we expect our horses to do. They're also, I had a girlfriend came and hunted her first time. She, the horse show rider, she said, I can't believe how close the proximity these horses are. There's sometimes we're packed in like sardines on a trail or there's a tight reverse field and, you know, the hounds and huntsmen's blasting past you and you're, you know, brushing your stirrup irons. That's how close it is. But your horse has to stand like a statue. So it's asking a lot of our equine partners to to be a solid hunt horse. They've got to have stamina, athleticism, a good brain, know where their feet are and be ready to go on a moment's notice and, you know, be fine with the hounds running in and out of their feet, be fine with other horses in and around them. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's just, it's a, to me, it's, it's the closest thing to heaven. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an amazing sport and it's on a good day. You're just coming back on the highest of highs and something you can't explain to anybody else. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. That explains a little bit of what it is. Absolutely. uh, Now, yeah, now, uh, how far back does this uh, tradition of hunting go, fox hunting? Well, it started in, in England and in Ireland, you know, hundreds of years ago, and it was brought to the U.S. Actually, George Washington had his own pack of hounds who, who he actively hunted. So it's been going on in the U.S. for, you know, several hundred years. And the hunt that I actively hunt with, we just celebrated our 129th year as a recognized hunt. Wow. 
show. It's it's a very like a it's deep rooted in the countryside and the culture here of Virginia. I've been known to run into my children's school in full hunting attire to pick someone up early with my <laughs> horse hitched to the back of my truck. And the principal of the school says, oh, was it a good hunt today? You know, it's, um, it's very much part of the, the lifestyle. Right. And it's, it's, it's a great way to live and a great way to raise your kids. I'm just curious so. of how many people that are tuning in are now getting out of their discipline to go into this sport. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be interesting to know. I don't know if we'll ever find yeah. that number. but I don't know. Who knows? Or at least try it. It doesn't hurt to find a local hunt and... You know, get to know some people who maybe have a hunt horse they'll lease you for a day, and it's, yeah. it's worth trying. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. great. So this is interesting because you have high-performance horses that you're asking a lot out of, and how in the world did we end up here on the Equinity Podcast with you using the Equinity product? So give us your, sure. maybe how skeptical you were or mm -hmm. your thoughts on supplements mm -hmm. in general. How did all that come to be? Sure, absolutely. I was, I've had a good friend of mine who I hunt with. She brought the Equinity product to my attention, and uh, I sort of brushed it off because I am a skeptic of most supplements. I'm a big believer in good forage, good feed, good turnout, proper saddle fit, and your horse will perform at their best if you just give them the basics, you know, that they need. I'll, I'll do a supplement if it's been researched or has clinical research behind it. I'm not anti-supplement, and I always joke, I think, you know, I won't say any companies, um, but <laughs> if these supplements worked, we'd all have perfect horses. We would never lose a shoe. We would have very calm horses. You know, we'd have the best feet and the best brain, and so I'm skeptical, but I do feed my horses supplements. I'm happy to tell you what I, I feed them and what I think has benefited them, but I think at the end of the day, what they need is good turnout in a herd with good farrier work, good feed, good hay. And um, that's everything I provide for my horses. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I also do regular chiropractic and acupuncture with a local vet. It's very important for these hunt horses. During the season, if you're hunting hard, their bodies change, their backs change, you know, have your saddle checked, have them get their, you know, their monthly massage. I probably overdo it than most people, but, you know, I like, I'm a big believer in, you know, the basics, the fundamentals, sure. I guess. So my friend... She got in contact with you through a network of, I'm not sure, just talking to different people. And she actually spoke to you on the phone. She hunts. She has an 18-year-old Irish sport horse, quarter horse, thoroughbred cross. She's been <laughs> hunting first fight for 11 years now. Knows that horse inside and out. So she tried it. We went. She, the horse had been on it for about four or five days. We went on a hunt near Charlottesville. It was a good hunt. We chased several red fox and... I was, uh, and she had some, there were a lot of, a lot of big coops that day. And she said, I never, I, my horse never ran out of steam. I don't, she said, he said he felt light on his feet. She said, there's something going on. And I, so from listening to her and running it by my vet, who my vet looked at the container and said, well, it's not going to hurt anything. And listening to several of the podcasts where people had said, my, I could see benefits within five days. I said, okay, it's not that expensive. My vet has said it's not going to hurt anything. My friend is pushing me to try this, try this. Fine, I'll try the 15-day trial. Thinking, but my horses are doing everything I'm asking them to do, and they're doing it well, so I don't expect to see any results. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got to the point where I said, okay, let's give it a go and see. 
I, I, so I currently have two thoroughbreds. One is a six-year-old. I pulled him off the track as a four-year-old, and I started hunting him last season. And this is the horse I want to speak to because this is the horse I noticed immediate results. Pulled him off the track, gave him time to decompress. I would take him on little trail rides, little trail rides in groups. Just slowly brought him into, okay, this is the life of a Virginia horse. You're no longer at a track in Florida. And um, knew that he was going to have, you know, quirkiness or, you know, times where he'd be sore, developing new muscles. But he took to fox hunting like a duck to water. He just seemed to love it right away. <laughs> so he was, he's always been a very enjoyable horse to ride. He's light in the bridle. He moves along with the group. You know, he doesn't act up when we're casting off and there's a big group of horses galloping off in front of him. He keeps his wits about him. But his hole is that he hates to be groomed. He will, we call his, we jokingly call him land shark on the ground. He is behavior wise. He's great in turnout. He's, you know, he finishes his feed. We've, I treated him for ulcers when I first got him. I did the 28 day uh, gastro guard. I, he, again, he gets regular chiropractic care, regular vet care, regular saddle fittings. I've tried everything with him. I tried being nice. I tried being mean. But the grooming, I finally just said, you know what? This is who he is, and I just have to groom him and get this over with and get the saddle on. As soon as I sit my push in the saddle, he's a dream horse to ride. He's done everything I've asked him to do. I've taken him to little local hunter shows. I take him to a weekly lesson. He jumps around the courses. He swaps his leads. So I just finally said, this is who he is, and just going to have to deal with it. And tried him on the equinity. And I can say it was day three. I pulled him out of his stall to get ready to take him to a lesson because I'm just introducing him to jumping. And I put him in the cross ties. He didn't try to bite my wrist. <laughs> he, he wasn't snapping turtle at me. His body looked more relaxed. And I said, okay, maybe you're just having the sun's out. It's a nice day. Maybe you're just happier today. I groomed him. And what I said to my, what I've told my friends is that the body language was still there the intensity was down so yes he was still making it known to me that I don't like to be groomed pinning his ears and kind of giving me a dirty look but the you know the his body just wasn't as intense or fidgety and he wasn't snapping up the cross ties so I continued to groom him I low tacked up, well, sorry, fox hunters, we tend to, we tack up before we load on the trailer. So I tacked up, tacked, put his saddle on, I loaded him on the trailer. As I'm raising my ramp, I hear him go, now that is not something he normally does. This is a young thoroughbred, acting like a young thoroughbred when you load him on the trailer with sort of the bug-eyed look like, oh, what are we, where are we going now? What are we doing now? Where are you dragging me now? But he's always deep, but he's always behaved. It's just, he looks thoroughbready when you put him on the trailer go around do my safety check come back to his door i say okay put your head in close the door as i'm closing the door he puts his head down and he just went he's never done that wow so that to me was i don't there was a level of anxiety that had been removed from him yeah and this was in three days this was on day three this Mm -hmm. was day three of giving him the supplement i yes Took him to the lesson. He performed like he always does. He's actually always very good, does everything we ask him to do. There's very little fuss. 
put them on the trailer and leave. I don't think anything of it. Day, I guess it would have been day six or seven of into the equinity was my first fox hunt with him. And we, there, so it was a fast hunt. We actually ended up chasing a coyote. It was a fast, rip-roaring hunt. This is a horse, despite his age and despite his breeding, and I've always thought this would come with time because fox hunting requires a lot of mental and physical stamina, and I think they develop that over three or four seasons of hunting. This is a horse that used typically within an hour and a half, two hours of the hunt, he would start to, what I say, poop out. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're galloping up a hill, I'd actually, I have to wear spurs and say, come on, you can get it. You can get up. Come on, keep going. Because I would always say to him, I like to hunt. And when we're hunt, we're going to stay out for the hounds come in. So, um, you know, I'm, we're not coming in, going in just because you're pooping out. You're <laughs> going to keep going. You're going to get stronger and fitter and we can do this. My, so um, I never felt him hit that wall of fatigue, that hunt. And we covered some ground that day. A lot of times as they start to get tired, you'll feel them start to trip over little things easier like a stick or a log or a rock. They just sort of not paying attention. He never hit that moment. He had a consistent level of energy that just sort of maintained at that level the entire hunt. And one of the things I was very, very leery of with trying the equinity is having thoroughbreds and knowing that, you know, little changes in their diet or their routine can make them hot. They're very sensitive horses. I said, when I kept reading on the website that your horse will have more stamina, I said, well, I don't need more stamina. I ride thoroughbreds. They got plenty of get up and go. Mm-hmm. I was very leery that it was going to make my guys hot. It has not done that. It has done, it's, it's maintained and channeled their focus. I was on that hunt on day six or seven of the equinity, he was responsive to my aid like I've never felt him before where I had to do minimal, minimal, I mean, just a pinch of the rain and he was on it. He was listening to me. And I'm talking, this is two hours into the hunt and he was still this way. I felt like I was riding a seasoned hunt horse that had been hunting for six, seven years. Wow. I, he, I was riding the horse that I thought I was hoping he would be in six or seven years, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow. I was so conf- I was so confident on him, and I haven't ridden him first flight yet because, like I said, we've been, you know, easing up to that point. It sort of comes, you know, first he had to learn how to hunt. Now we're learning how to jump, and then we'll apply the two together because it's not just cantering up to a jump and jumping it. It's cantering up to a jump that may have mud and rocks or a drop on the other side or a hound jumps out, and you have to pull them off the jump. So it's So I felt so confident that day and I sort of, I knew the territory that I knew if we came on up on jumps, I knew what type of jumps they were going to be that I moved him up to first flight. And I said to my friend who had convinced me to try the product, I looked at her and I said, I, I don't know what I'm sitting on, but this is amazing. (laughs) He's, I said, he feels amazing. We were on a gallop at one point and he put his head down and started doing, I would call it the happy blow on a full gallop on a loose rein. Holy He's like loose and happy through his body and his back. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I think it would be important now for those that are tuning in for the first time and you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, how does this product or what is it and how does it work? Now, by the way, before I get into that, were you surprised at the at the dose? It's 5.2 grams, which is not quite a tablespoon. Did that surprise you at all? That it was just oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. The fact that I didn't have to do a loading dose was one of the things that I figured, okay, this was worth trying. And this, yes, the dose is so small and I always test it on my horses. I'll mix it with a little senior feed because they love senior feed and they gobbled it right up. No, neither, neither of them had a problem eating it and they've never had an, you know, yeah, it's very easy to administer and, and give. And like I said, it's not, one of these things where you have to do a three week loading dose or taper off and you know, it's not, it's super easy. <laughs> yeah. Start yeah. getting to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for those tuning in for the first time, the Equinity Horse Excel, it's 100% pure amino acids. There's no fillers, no sugars, no starches. And as you just mentioned, Sarah, there's no loading dose. So one little scoop every day and the amino acids are specifically formulated in, in this combination to stimulate the pituitary gland which is the master gland in the body. And that's what releases the necessary hormones, which help heal the body at a cellular level. So as you were describing, you know, we get into the the beginning of this podcast, you were skeptical one, just kind of in general about supplements, just because you've been around for a while, you've, you know, been disappointed probably more than a few times, like a lot of people out there, Mm -hmm. you know, we're blessed in the fact that this product, it does work. And, you know, at the same time with yours, I mean, they're in tip-top shape, great condition. They do everything that you need them to do. And yeah, with a couple corks, but all horses have that kind of stuff. So right. the reason why this product helps in so many situations, and now we're talking high-performance horses that are, you're asking a lot out of, probably the best way to describe what's going on is it's it's given the horse what it needs to help balance itself from a hormonal level. So you're right in the aspect, you know, a lot of, we get a lot of questions, hey, is this going to make my horse hot? Well, there's nothing in this product that makes a horse hot. It just helps balance the horse. So typically a horse that is hot, it will tend to back them off or calm them down a little bit. And one that's more on the calm and lazy side kind of peps them up a little bit. So it, it balances the horse. And that's where I was so skeptical. I said, how can something make one horse sort of calm and more focused and give another horse and a little bit of extra boost to energy. Yes. I was very scary of that. And I sat, so I knew my boys and I said, well, if it's going to make them hot, I think I'm going to know, I'm going to know right away. Right. I'm going to know right away. And I was, if it's going to make anybody hot, it would make my two hot. <laughs> <Because> they're, <laughs> yeah. very, they're very fit. They're very ready to go. They love their job. And it, it did, it did, it's done the opposite. So. Yeah. And we've had several podcasts where we've had people talk, you know, about, four, five, six, seven different horses that all have completely different issues going on. And all they did Mm -hmm. was add Equinity Horse Excel to it. And again, because we're giving the horse what it needs to release its own hormones, the body knows exactly where to send those hormones for the healing. And with yours, not to mention the fact that, you know, he hated being groomed and brushed and you know, and so what? What's causing that? Could it be chronic pain going on in there? Could it be some ulcer stuff happening? Is it the stress? Mm-hmm. It, you know, who knows what? But so many times we hear that adding this little scoop just seems to be the the key missing component that they've been looking for all along. So, right. And yeah. I like I I've, I've explored all those options with the grooming because I really hated seeing him just be be so hateful towards grooming because. I don't think horses love to be groomed. I think that some just tolerate it better. But it is kind of a nice moment that you have with your horse before you ride them. And it was one of those things I just had to 
sort of get through it and get on, get clear my mind because it was such an unhappy, unpleasant event. It's always been an unpleasant event. It's one of those things you can't let your brain go to a negative place right before you get on and ride your horse. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's true. And so it's, it's almost like, and I think I told you this when I was in one of the, when we were talking back and forth online, I said, it's almost like, well, let me rewind. I've explored all the physical issues that could have been that could cause him to hate being groomed. I've done the ulcer treatment. You know, he gets out, he gets all the tummy stuff. Nothing has changed through any of that. The behavior stayed the same. And my vets have said if he if this behavior carried over into you riding him, then we would explore some tummy issues. If he was showing clinical signs of ulcers, absolutely. The acupuncturist, you know, they do the acupuncture point. She said, I don't see anything that's pointing to digestive issues. So I just finally said, something must have happened at the track. Maybe he started a bad behavior and the grooms there just came at him with negativity, negativity, and it just got balled up in him emotionally. I know this sounds kind of woo-woo, but when he's, now that he's on the equinity, it's like there was a tight emotional knot in him that I could not figure out as his owner how to unravel. The inquinity has unraveled the knot, and he just he takes a breath now. He takes a breath, and it's amazing. I said, if I told my friend who turned me on to the product, I said, if the equinity only helps the grooming, it's worth the a dollar a day for the product. Sure. You know, if it helps him not be so stressed, the fact that he's getting groomed. Yeah, <laughs> then it's worth it. But it's also helping him uh, in his job as well. So. No, that's great. And I tell you, we have heard a lot, especially over in the uh, in the barrel racing world. A lot of the horses that are super stressed have high anxiety, spooky. We have heard a lot of complete demeanor changes by the third day. So mm-hmm. this okay. this just you know reiterates how quickly this product works. As a matter of fact. This product starts working in 24 hours. You know, it stimulates the pituitary to release those hormones in 24 hours. So now it's just a matter of how quickly you can begin seeing the changes. So for a horse that has stress, anxiety, is a bit spooky, you know, day three is very common. But I would say even the vast majority, and I'm talking high 90 percentile, see changes in 30 days or less. Softer, shinier coat, filling out, more muscle, demeanor attitude, mood, focus, yeah, even the hoof growth is a big one as well. So, well, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Sarah, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I know uh, that I'm excited for this one to get this one out because it's our, our first uh, one around fox hunting, and I'm, I wish I could take a poll on how many people would pick this sport up now. <laughs> that, would, that would be interesting. So. I love yeah absolutely so well uh, yeah that's great so sarah turner out of virginia thank you so much for taking the time to share your story here on the equinity podcast thank you all right thank you i'm happy to all right thanks bye-bye that's all for this episode of the equinity podcast for more information on purchasing equinity be sure to visit our website at teamequinity.com where you'll also find product information as well as more testimonials on how others have seen amazing results by implementing equinity into their horse's supplement regime we'll have more stories on how equinity is helping horses worldwide right here on a future episode of the equinity podcast